The following podcast is brought to you by Love Chatham, providing help for the homeless and hungry in the name of Jesus for those in and around Chatham County, North Carolina at chathamhomeless.org. Day 44 of Summer in the Psalms. This is, well, it's Amen, Brother Ben. You know, I don't have to say it. You clicked on it, so you know what this is about. can't help it it's i was a radio guy before i was a podcast guy did you know by the way funny story nothing to do with anything but i used to like look down my nose i was a hater about podcasts i was like podcasts you got to go to a computer and and like bring up internet explorer and type in and and just to hear some neck beard in their mama's basement with a microphone that's amateur hour. Pod- podcasts are going to be nothing. I'm a radio guy. I'm into FM radio that's going to last forever. <laughs> oh, if you don't know anything about the world, then you might not get that. But uh, yeah, it, podcasts are the future. And I, I was here only, you know, 15 years too late, but it's okay. Not here for fame and success, in case you haven't figured it out. All right, we're just here to get into the Word of God, uh, to develop these habits of uh, reading and thinking through the Word of God. And <clears throat> as I, as my tagline has become, uh, we we want you to act uh, to be closer to God and act like Jesus. That was it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we are on Psalm one nineteen this week, and somewhere in the Psalms, and we're going to do a podcast about it. Um, We've been kind of breaking out. Psalm 119 is long. And um, so I want to spend all week really just soak it in its goodness. And so we started in the last episode with verses 1 through 32. Now I want to look at verses 33 through 64. This is undoubtedly one of the more popular psalms. Maybe not like Psalm 23. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Nope, that's Coolio, not the Bible. Sorry. Anyway, uh, I want to read to you some stuff from each one of these passages. Because remember, uh, it, it's it's an acrostic. Acrostic? Acrostic? I don't know what that... I don't know the word. You know what I mean. Like, each Hebrew word starts out a new passage of about eight verses. And, um, you know, it does its own thing. And... Uh, so verse 33 goes and it's in its own little stanza through verse 40. Um, but one of the, I keep finding these prayers that I, I pray without even sometimes remembering that they're Psalm 119. Um, but again, this is all about how much David, this is a love letter to the laws and the instructions and the decrees of God, right? Um, each, each one kind of starts out, you know, like teach me your decrees, um, obey, let me, help me to obey your, your word. This is what happens when we listen to your commands, right? He's just thinking of like a million different ways to say, like, it's good for you to follow God. And, uh, one of the, the prayers that he prays in actually it's verse 36 and 37 is one that, that I pray when I got my head right. Um, and when I remember it, uh, verse 36 says, give me an, an eagerness for your laws, rather than a love for money. Mm. 
It says, turn my eyes from worthless things and give me life through your word. This is a great prayer, especially for those of us, those of you, those of, I include myself in there, those of us who have moments where we go, you know, I could get more of what I want if I didn't follow what God told me to do, right? Like, I, I, I could make more money. I could have more stuff. I spend it on myself, right? Like there's a lot of times where, you know, I have my tithe check to my church on auto draft. Like it's coming out no matter what, because I know I have a tendency when I look at the week ahead and go, Ooh, I might need groceries. But then I go, no, Lord, you, you're providing for me. And if I can't buy groceries uh, and tithe to you, I'm doing something wrong and I deserve to eat ramen, right? Um, so this is a great prayer for those of you who maybe are struggling with that. Give me an eagerness for your laws, your laws that say give, you know, cause some of the things God says is, you know, tithe to the church, give to the poor, uh, be generous, be good to your neighbors. Don't, you know, it says rather than a love for money, cause the Bible, Jesus also says, you know, you can't have more than one master. You can't serve God and money at the same time. This is another verse that kind of reflects that. But this is what gets me. It says, turn my eyes from worthless things and give me life through your word. We think that we've got our eyes on the prize, but that prize is not what it, it's, it's kind of like the, the prize that you get at the dentist office. Like you look, you look in that machine or whatever, like my kids go to the dentist and there's like, Ooh, I can see it. If I just turn this, they put a token in and then get a prize. It's worth like a cent, right? But they're all about it. And, um, and you realize oh, this, what I was looking for is not as valuable as I thought. What a great prayer. Um, and so it continues on. And another verse that, that jumped out to me in Psalm 119 is verse 43. It says, do not snatch me or do not snatch your word of truth from me for your regulations are my only hope. This is interesting. Like you're like, going, well, wait a minute. Why would God snatch his word of truth from us, why would we need to pray this? Um, but you know, this this reminds me of something that I've seen many times, which is that sin doesn't say small, and disobedience is usually not localized to one little area. Like the more you do it, the more you sin, the more you disobey, the more you disregard God's instruction, the more the word of truth is snatched from you. Like I, th I think about a friend of mine who used to know the word of truth. He used to live by God's commands. And then he would start with little things. He would disobey in little things, and he wouldn't think that that's a big deal. I'm still doing this. I'm still doing that. And he, start, he slowly but surely stopped living in the truth. Now he's living in total delusion, like to where I'm concerned, because he, he's, not, he's not living in the real world anymore. And it's because God has snatched the word of truth from him because he didn't obey the regulations and the commands that God set forth. The more we obey, the more we are rooted and concrete, you know, uh, found, founded, foundationed. We build a foundation uh, in his truth and we stay there. Uh, verse 55 is an interesting one. I reflect at night on who you are, O Lord. Therefore, I obey your instructions. I obey your instructions. You know, one of the things that God's been on me lately is to cut down on distractions. We have so much 
stuff we can watch on, on, our, on TV or on our phones or on our tablets. We have so much that we can distract ourselves from. And nighttime tends to be the time we're finally done with all the stuff we have to do. And we get to do the stuff we want to do. Right? We end the day a lot of times doing what we want to do anyway. And so it's important for us to reflect on who God is. So do you have a time... Do you have, a, at the end of your day, will you shut off your devices and, and put your kids to bed or or tell your spouse or your, you know, whatever, like hang up the phone or tell your spouse, hey, let's have, let's have a few minutes to reflect on who God is because it's so easy to be lost from that. And the more you do it, therefore, we start to want to obey his instructions. And there's one other verse that jumps out to me. Again, you have 33 through 64 to read. I'm just highlighting some of the little ones. But at 61, it says this, evil people try to drag me into sin, but I am firmly anchored in your instructions. We, If we do not know what God wants from us, we can be drug into sin and we lose the blood. And then as you can see from the verses I already said, um, you know, we, we, we lose the word of truth. We learn, we lose grip on what is good and righteous and truthful and, and made for our flourishing and all that stuff. Right? So we have to anchor ourselves to God's instructions. The words of, of the Bible that are they're good. Every bit of it is meant to not uh, you know, not kill any joy, not take away any fun, but give us uh, the life and the, the instructions that God wants for us so we can be as close to him as possible. That's why we do what we do here on the show. So that's it for today. Uh, we're going to jump back in tomorrow. Uh, with even more. We're talking about Psalm 65 through 96 tomorrow. Amenben.com or Pastor Ben at lovesiler.com. If you need me, holla at your boy. See you soon. <laughs>